Welcome to Sprink with Hope Podcast and your host Shane. Today our guest is Kim Kimball. Really, truly is a great and fascinating discussion. Really opened my eyes to seeing things a little bit differently. I wish that I w- could say that I've done some of the things that she's done, but she gives some great experiences and lessons that she's learned. So please listen in. Kim shares an awesome story about her just backpacking all over the the world, really. She learned a lot of lessons in that particular time in her life. But I think that you can relate that back to something you're going through right now in that it's all these little things that you do that really make a difference in your life. So you don't have to throw on a backpack and go around the world to have the same experiences that she had. You just have to look at it in a different way. So I really hope you get something out of this episode. And if you do, I hope that you share that uh, with, with a friend or somebody that you feel might need to hear this message today. We, we appreciate each one of you. We feel you. We see you. We would love to get to know all of you, um, but we, we really do appreciate you. And just know that if you haven't been told today, you're worth it. You're worthy. You're loved. You're needed. You are here for a reason. And so don't ever forget that. We each individually have something to give or to offer to another. So show love to yourself or to somebody else today. So here we go with Kim Kimball. Welcome to the Sprinkled with Hope podcast. Welcome to Sprink with Hope podcast and your host Shane. And today our guest is Kim Kimball. She's a life coach. And the thing I loved about uh, when I was researching her on her website, I'll read it. Quote, my deepest desire is for you to stop chasing freedom and actually live free. I want you to be centered in your own life, have a deep connection and belonging with yourself and others, and allow joy and ease to be your greatest teacher. So Kim, first of all, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you. I haven't heard that or been on my website to hear that in a while. I'm like, oh, my words are moving me. I love it. Yeah, they, <laughs> that's why I shared them because they move me. I just, I love the way that you say those things. And so tell us about why you got into this field and, and your why. Why do you do these things? Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, you know, I don't know anybody that is a coach or a therapist or a healer of any kind that does this because they had like an easy life leading <laughs> up to it. I think most all of us, it's like the answer is because things were shit <laughs> and I had to, I had to make some changes for myself. So the long and the short of it is that I grew up in a home with addiction that started when I was nine years old. And so my childhood was just, it was extremely chaotic to say the least. There was a lack of boundaries. There was a lot of enmeshment. You know, I legitimately as a child lacked control over my environment and that lack of control there really wreaked havoc in my relationships and created a lot of codependency when I got older. You know, by the time it was time for me to have romantic relationships, there was a lot of difficulty in the romantic relationship realm that was extremely painful. And I just reached a point in my life where I was like, this is not working. (laughs) It's not working and things have to get better. I was really unsatisfied in my life. And I had sort of checked all the boxes and like done every, I was like the good girl. I did everything I was supposed to. I 
got all A's. I went to college. I got my doctorate. Even I had a successful career as a doctor of physical therapy. And yet, you know, on the outside, everything looked good. And on the inside, I just felt really unfulfilled and relationships especially were really unfulfilling for me. And I just, I reached the point where one day I decided to quit my job and backpack around the world by myself. And, and I just, I was like, I just need distance and space. And I need to figure some things out because I, I had been waiting for a long time, I think for some external source to come and save me, you know, like I had this thing in my brain where I was like, well, once I get married and have kids or like, once this external shift in my life happens, then then I'll be happier or then things will fall into place or then things will make sense. And I couldn't wait for that anymore. You know, I was just dying inside and I needed to figure things out for myself and really get out of that victim stance and more into my own power and, and figure out who I really am and what I really wanted and actually make those changes for myself. And so after backpacking around the world by myself for months um, you know, I started out in Iceland, ended in Myanmar. Um, wow. it was just a wild <laughs> journey. I came back and I had this business idea and quite frankly, I didn't even know what life coaching was. And I told somebody about my business idea and they were like, Oh, you need a life coach. You want to be a life coach. And I was like, that's what that is. Cool. <laughs> There's a path for me. That's like already been blazed and I'm not creating something from scratch. Um, and so I immediately enrolled myself into a life coaching certification and started the process of building my, building my business that way. That's awesome. Uh- what an incredible story, really. I mean, I agree with you that, you know, we all come from these crazy backgrounds and that's usually what leads us to talk about change and, and real, real solutions. And, you know, one of the things that really hit me that as you were talking, I think we get in this, what you know, what everybody calls stuck or trapped or whatever you want to call it, but we're in this mode where we just, you know, we're looking for that external thing, right? And only until we realize that, you know, if I'm not happy now, or I'm not happy with my situation, something's got to change. I've got to, you know, think of things differently or, you know, change a career, move to a different place. Um, you know, whatever, take a backpacking trip around the world, whatever it is, you got to find that thing that gets you unstuck. So you can start to move yourself, um, along this path. So, so Walk me through like this, you know, you're on this backpacking trip. Did you have like an epiphany or was it just, you know, because you were in this kind of solace state, you kind of started thinking about, uh, you know, options and where you wanted to go with things? You know, it's so funny because I love that you asked this question. I, I can tend to romanticize this period of time in my life because I mean, Right. I mean, and why would you not? I mean, it was right. an amazing period of time. And, you know, I have memories of me having everything on my back. You know, all I had was a backpack for these four months. Right. And, and like monsoon season in the middle of like Thailand. And I, I fall on my back with my backpack and I'm like going down this like river. Of, I mean, just like these experiences are wild and you can treasure them forever. Um, And there's so much that I love to think back on in that time. And also, if I'm getting really real and honest, when you ask that question, 
the reason I liked it is because it makes me remember as well that it was a really hard time in my life. Yeah. Like it wasn't just all of these great one. It, it was that. And also it was really freaking hard. You know, right. like there was so much unpeeling of layers at that time of like really getting honest with myself about what wasn't working, you know, um, I was healing from a relationship at that point in time that, that really was the relationship that I had kind of staked a claim and said, Oh, this is going to change everything. And it didn't work out. So, so there was a lot of peeling back of layers of healing my heart and, and, and relationally figuring out what was and wasn't working. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't, it wasn't all roses, in other words, you know, I've literally lost my train of thought in the middle of your question. Tell me your question again. I hope I answered it. Was there no, a I, moment, a yeah, moment I, that you had? <laughs> oh yeah. So the moment, it wasn't one moment. It was all of those moments. It was all of those moments of, of, uh, it, it felt like death. It was a death. Yeah. It was a death of some kind, you know, like it was a death of Kim, the way that I knew myself of like victim Kim of Kim that was waiting for my knight in shining armor to come of Kim that Kim that followed all the rules and, and checked all the boxes and, and was going to stay on this one path, hoping that it would make me happy. It was a death of all of those things. And so it wasn't one moment. It was like this constant, and it was small little shifts, right? Like I, I brought, I brought books with me on my like Kindle, my nook, and I read the creative, what, what is it by Julie, Julie Cameron, Julia Cameron. It's like the, the artist's way. I was reading the artist's way while I was, I, while I was going, um, in some different books. And so I was having like little epiphanies by doing like morning pages as I was going. And I'm a big time journaler. So I was journaling a bunch. It was, mm. um, you know, it w- I truly had zero other outside influences in my life. There was no pressures from friends or family or any, any pressures from a job or any obligation. There was zero obligations, right? It's like you wake up and you're like, what do I want to do today? I can do whatever I want. I can float down a river in the middle of Laos if I want, you know? Um, <laughs> and so just having that spaciousness created a lot of like, not that one moment, it was, it was all of these little moments. And if I, I would say if there was one moment, so I was, again, I was a doctor of physical therapy at the time. And I remember this specifically, I was in Myanmar and I had just trekked like a 80 kilometer, like three day hike where I stayed in villages and all of this. And I was at the end point at Enlay Lake and I stayed at a hostel and I met these um, nurses, which I was like, oh, these are cool people. They're my people because we're healthcare workers. We can understand each other and like the demands of the healthcare profession and healthcare burnout and all that stuff. And I started talking to them as we were waiting for a bus. And I was like, oh, are you on vacation? Like, what are you doing? And they're like, no, we do travel nursing. And so we work six months and then we travel six months the whole rest of the year. And this was like this. So, and this was at the end of my trip. So I'd already had all of those like micro change moments. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, it it really hit me. I was like, oh, you can create whatever life you freaking want. Like, it doesn't have to be this 
like, oh, I go to a nine to five every single day and this is what I've trained for my whole life. And therefore this is what I do. And you don't question it. And even though my soul is dying, this I'm just going to keep doing this. I'm like, man, they have found a way to continue with their education and what they do and to make it work for the lifestyle that they want for them. And I had no idea that that was possible. And it was this real expansion moment for me where I realized, oh man, like I don't have to stay in this model that society has really put for me. I can create what I want. And that was so much freedom. And that's what I came back to the States with. And I really made this inner vow where I was like, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm never going to work full time in physical therapy again. And I haven't. Um, And I'm, I'm always going to like be the creator of the life that I want to live. And I have. So if it was one moment, it would be that, but I feel like there was a lot of small moments led up to that. Kim, I love that you're opening up and sharing these moments. I I love the visual that I had where you were talking about peeling back all those layers that you had all those years of pushing Kim down. You were opening back up and really, like you said, living the life now that you want. Just love that. Love the insight that you're giving. Uh, I didn't mention that you can find Kim on KimKimbleCoaching.com. Again, very very cool stuff that she's talking about. How do people find you or how, what do you talk to them about now? You know, do you help them find what you found or talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So of course I'm a certified life coach. Um, I, I really love the fact that I have my background in physical therapy and I'm not just throwing that out. I have such a beautiful basis in the body And so really in the coaching that I do, I weave together the mind and the body for a really holistic approach. So I do a lot of nervous system regulation. I do a lot of somatic work. I also do a lot of cognitive work because I believe we're whole humans and bringing all of you into uh, healing is super, super important. But the area that I primarily focus in is is helping people have thriving relationships with partners, with friends, with family doesn't have to just be romantic partnerships, you know, um, relationships were a really painful area of my life, as I said, and, and it's something that, um, I've had to work really hard at and, and I want to help people because I truly believe that the quality of your relationships determines the quality of your life. You know, um, it really is those connections and that belonging that you sense and that you feel, And when you feel strained in those relationships, when you feel like you can't be yourself, when you feel like there's constant arguments or constant tension, or I need to be a certain way, um, all of that really drains your life force. It drains your energy. And I want people to feel satisfied in their relationships and therefore in their life. So that's really a little bit about what I do and why. Um, And I, I, show up most consistently on Instagram. So it's the same handle, Kim Kimball coaching and, and Kimball is spelled K I M B A L L. Cause I know a lot of times people will spell it with an E. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it, that's really fascinating stuff. And as you were kind of, uh, you know, as you were kind of talking, is there maybe one or two kind of real, real things that people can use to strengthen those relationships? You know, as you were kind of talking about relationships, I totally agree. They're super, super important. Um, and frankly, most of us just fail at that. 
and fail at it quickly, right? And just don't do a great job of fostering those relationships. So is there kind of like one or two really good ideas that you can say, all right, take these two things and go and do these and you'll start to create a better relationship? Yeah. You know, I just want to say, first of all, say to what you said, uh, you know, saying we fail at relationships, we don't, we don't do it well. I, I just want to come with compassion first and say that most of us weren't given the skills. Like uh, absolutely, so few of us were actually, you know, we, we, we get taught like algebra and geometry and like all this stuff that we won't use ever in our lives, but, but relationship skills that literally is the backbone and foundation of life and relating, we are not given those skills. And so, and, and the thing that I want to say too, is that I think so often the time, I think people think in their mind of like, either I'm good at this or I'm not either I have this or I don't. And they don't, they don't view it as an actual skill that can be built. Mm -hmm. And so that really is the first thing is to look at it as realizing like, this is a skill. It's not something that I'm either born with or not. I can develop this. It's like exercising a muscle and I can be given these tools and these skills to make this better, you know? Um, And that first tool for me is always and forever awareness. Mm. And most of us just don't take the time, you know, Um, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you an example. Um, like my husband said something to me yesterday that I did not like or appreciate awareness in that moment looked like, huh, he just said something that I perceived as rude and is not kind. I'm going to feel the sensations in my body, the anger that's rising up, the, the desire to defend myself. And my normal knee-jerk reaction in those moments, because I don't like the feeling of those sensations, is to lash out, right? Mm -hmm. And to to project that anger that I'm feeling onto him. But instead, my awareness allows me to be like, hmm, he said this thing, I don't like it. I'm going to sit with and and digest these emotions that are coming up with me and, and within me. So that's perhaps the second tool is is learning to build the capacity to be with our own emotions instead of projecting it onto whomever, because we're uncomfortable with it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so because I did that and I took a pause, I was able to say in a calm way with no projection or blame, this hurt me when you said this, and this is why, which goes over much better then (laughs) what you want, you know, and then you go, you go in a argument and you just go in a loop. Right. And so the first thing in my opinion is awareness, just start to get really curious. So like, what are my behavior patterns? When do I get angry? Like, when do I blow up? Um, when do I find myself feeling the need to hide or please or change myself? Like, what are, who am I typically attracted to and why? Um, there are so many things that you can just get curious about and, and raise awareness. And then the second part is really like to start, once you have that awareness, practicing a pause instead of just reacting, learning to respond instead of reacting and learning how to be with and digest and process those emotions when you really do that, you'll start to realize and be like, oh my gosh, like 
actually what's happening right now that I'm angry about is that, that this reminds me of my childhood and the way that I wasn't seen in this way. And it has nothing to do with that person. And it wouldn't be fair to project that onto that person. Right. And then we can process and deal with that within ourselves. So there's a lot there, but awareness and digesting and processing and being with our own emotions is like two of the backbone skills. Loving this discussion. I, I really love picking your brain and learning new things. Um, I would agree that awareness, I think going back to the relationships that we want to build, because it is about life. That's the backbone of life. It's the awareness of knowing how to do those things. So I think um, I really am enjoying this discussion. So near the end of our podcast, though, we have what we call the double down dose. So I have a question for you. And then Jason has a question. The first question, because we love talking about hope, is simply, how would you define hope? Mm, I love that. Believing in a reality that I can't see yet. Love it. Yeah, that's fantastic. We, we love asking these two questions because we, we get a myriad of answers, right? And so, yeah. um, you know, so the, so the second part of the double down dose uh, today is going to be, what is your definition of love? Ooh, Ooh that's, that, that one feels harder. Um, <laughs> give me a moment. I feel, I feel like the weight of this question, because I literally feel like everything in life revolves around love. I I think love is like the epicenter of all things. And so to define it feels really huge. It Um, is. And and, and while you're kind of thinking, you know, when we typically ask this question, it stumps most people because we, you know, when you think about love and, and, and you're thinking about it right it's so huge and it's so hard to like pinpoint what that is and so most people get caught up in this and and it's it's an easy question right what is love but the the answers that we get typically are all over the place very hard to define hard to define yeah i would say (laughs) it's a like all encompassing benevolence like goodness a wanting and and seeing both a wanting your highest good and a seeing your highest good and an emptying of self to help you achieve that Mm. yeah again it seems like such a simple question again if we could i've said this before but if we could script how people react it would be exactly how you did pause for a second Oh, I've never really thought about it. It's, it goes back to building relationships. We don't often think about that. We don't often think about what does love mean to us. So it seems on the surface simple, but if you peel back all those layers, like we've been talking about, it's so complex. And so we just loved asking that question because we get the response like you gave us. So thanks for that. We, we really love asking those questions. (laughs) So I come from a Christian background and although I don't have like a traditional like church attendance anymore, I still very much believe in God. And I think my understanding of it comes from Trinity, that sacrificial self-emptying 
that then fills another, that then they're able to self-empty into another and around and around in a wheel. Like that's honestly my purest definition of love. It's beautiful. Yeah. I, I love that. And I, I agree with you that we do need to come from a place of compassion, especially when we're talking about relationships, because, you know, in school, we're not taught how to deal with some of these other life issues that we, that come up, right? We're not taught about how to, you know, properly create a relationship and we're not taught how to communicate correctly. We're, we're taught how to write out an algebraic equation and solve for X or Y. Right. And so, um, or all these other things, you know, we're not taught how to deal with these things. And so I appreciate, you know, you bringing that up because I, I a hundred percent agree with what you're talking about. It's been a fascinating conversation for me. Oh, it was fascinating for me too. I really appreciate it. I love the questions you guys asked. It, it it was it was nice to go back in time and to think about these things again. So appreciate it. Yeah, thank you again so much for your time, Kim. Uh, maybe someday soon you'll have another backpacking trip planned. I don't know, but keep <laughs> living so. keep living the life that you are. We're we yeah. are truly inspired by you. So keep spreading that to the world. Thank you so much. Likewise, thank you.